and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell, here to go through the Thursday, December 7th NHL Daily Fantasy Slate. DJ, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday evening? Good. Um, I mean, other than the Sabres being a disaster, I'm I'm fine. Uh, but they just made the trade to get them going again. Eric Robbins into Buffalo were the big news, breaking it here. Um, I'm fine, yeah. Slate was slate was decently bad, I guess, on Tuesday, I'd say. Like, my lineup was trash. Um, I tilt that Logan O'Connor goal and uh, save my night. Yeah, no, I, I cannot say that anything saved my night. I stacked the Devils, and they scored six, and I had barely any points because Jack Hughes did everything and no one else did anything. I, I, I was I was so right on that take and I just didn't trust myself to just play only Jack Hughes and then just like figure it out. And I, I tried. I tried multiple ways of doing it and it just never worked. And like I could get a lineup I liked, but it was correct and I should have done it. Yeah, no. And it turned out to win. You needed uh, Tomas Hurdle, William Eklund. So I don't think I was ever winning anyway, but I do feel quite uh, vindicated in my uh, the Sharks aren't quite as bad as everyone thinks they are takes that I was getting absolutely laughed out of the building for a month ago. It was only uh, but, funny because you, know. you said it and then they gave up back to back 10 goal games. It wasn't <laughs> actually like funny because like I agreed with you. Like I was like, I agree with you and it's still hilarious. Like, yeah, but yeah, um, let's get into this late because we have 13 games we don't need to cry about tuesday or at least i don't need to cry about tuesday any longer yes. i will run through them very quickly uh the dj two minute don't time it yourself corner i'm now calling it tonight we have buffalo at boston buffalo back with tage thompson last game on tuesday which we didn't know going into the podcast but yep he'll be in the lineup uh they made a trade for eric robinson so i don't know if he'll play or not he has to come from the country of ohio so these issues could happen uh, Boston, as expected, uh, keep an eye out for Buffalo, Darlene, et cetera. San Jose is on a war path. They're going into Detroit where we will finally see Patrick Kane, not Evander Kane, as I said last time, suiting up for the Detroit Red Wings. He is on a bit of a pitch count, it sounds like, but he'll be playing with the Brinket at five on five. Um, no idea on the power play as of now. The Sharks uh, didn't really practice. So just what they did last time, probably again, the LA Kings, Decided to turn it on in the third period to beat the Blue Jackets and, I guess, end Eric Robinson's career. I'm not even sure if he played. Um, they go in as huge favorites. I haven't said a single one of the lines yet, but I'll just really quickly. Boston's a massive favorite. Detroit's a massive favorite. And L.A. on the road is also a massive favorite. All of them more than minus 200. Um, L.A. is minus 230 on the road in Montreal. I, you know, I played L.A. And I I, lost. I played L.A. one and I lost, I should say. L.A. two would have gotten you maybe at least close. Uh, Trevor Moore, I think, smashed. Uh, anyways, Toronto is at Ottawa in the which team is good first, which team is bad bowl. We're going to find out. Toronto, a uh, road favorite, minus 135. Uh, don't Klingberg out for the rest of the season. I don't think there was anything else that was that big there, but maybe you're thinking of something. Ottawa was also very good on, on Tuesday. Um, they looked to be back on track a bit. The Blue Jackets, I already mentioned. Our dumpster fire, they go into the Long Island, where I guess anyone can come back and win in the third period. Islanders are huge favorites, minus 205. Didn't see any major news and notes in this one, um, but maybe there was something. I retweeted everything, so we'll get. if I forget something, we'll get to it. Dallas will be on a back-to-back in Washington, the nation's capital, where they'll be favorites. On a back-to-back, on the road, because the Capitals have kind of fallen off the wagon a bit. Kuznetsov should be back in the lineup, but... Nevertheless, it has not really been a great stretch here for the Washington Capitals, who were kind of defensive juggernauts, and then, yeah, kind of fell off. But yeah, this is, I think, the lowest total on the night, or it's very close, but it's a minus 115 under six type of game, so definitely a low total from Vegas. Tampa's also on a back-to-back, basically a pick in Nashville. This one definitely projects all right, and I, I definitely want to cover it. Uh, we still are seemingly getting, like, two teams that are going to play a lot of the production on one line um and they're both in the same game which is fun and that happens a lot with nashville they're just a fun team to play against and play that you know top line anaheim i don't believe we'll have mason mctavish again he didn't travel last game so i don't i didn't hear anything about him making the trip out to chicago where they are favorites on the road against the blackhawks minus 125 connor bedard with bavillier who is all set with his work visa situation um with gershev as well and they Got uh, Nick Foligno finally to score as soon as he gets off Connor Bedard's line. 
guy goes on fire. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that game though. Um, Blackhawks were, they were interesting. I, I mean, I watched a lot of that game against Nashville. It was fun. They, they were, it was a fun game. Flyers are at the unstoppable, unbeatable Arizona Coyotes who will never lose again. And Connor Ingram is actually going to win the Vesna. So keep that in mind as they are favorites at home against the Flyers. Um, Flyers have a pretty fun top line and we definitely want to talk about them because there's a few guys that I think we're starting to key in on there. Um, and also defensemen, they finally seemingly like maybe figured out the power play, but we'll find out. Oh, the, and Arizona is doubtful with Jersey. I'll mention that at the top. Winnipeg at Colorado, Colorado, giant question marks. Kale McCarr is an option, but um, but Bedner, Bedner, yeah, Bedner said. Uh, Winnipeg, same as normal. Carolina back to back at the Calgary Flames. No big news or notes there. Minnesota at Vancouver. Um, nothing stood out there. Neither team had a skate and then the devils are at seattle who may be getting back burakovsky uh and their top nine uh really is a lot different than last time we talked so why don't we just instead of me trying to read it now get into all the games and two minutes on the dot perfect for sure i have you timed at four minutes which is actually downright miracle so uh well done dj um yeah so uh, before we get into things, uh, if any of those, uh, you know, heavy favorites or maybe uh, home underdogs, any of those teams set out to you, uh, maybe take a gander over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, make sure uh, you go to our sponsor of the Morning Skate Podcast, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, you know, we're on DraftKings, the daily fantasy site, but you can bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-798-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and Responsible Gaming Resources, NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Okay, we're getting this ad read down. Um, I need to fix some of the some of the grammar in here. It's really throwing me off the the, the copy. Um, But, you know, uh, as a DraftKings focused show, I I can't imagine I'm going to have any problem with uh, with me, you know, changing the grammar a little bit, making it a bit more readable. Um, But yeah, obviously, most of you guys are already on DraftKings. I will be betting and, there. <laughs> yes, uh, and DJ will be tweeting his bets uh, more than likely, and he will be just tweeting through it. Um, you know, just a big time. Uh, I mean, so, some days it's just it's almost like I don't even want to go to your Twitter because I just know you'll be sad. Um, but I had a good tweet. Is. I had a good tweet today. I had a couple. I actually didn't do terrible today. Well, yeah, because you haven't lost yet today. You're 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 tweeting today. I mean, like in during the slate. Like you oh, just yeah. Y- yesterday I was big mad. Yeah. It, it's just like a very defeated, you know, uh DJ. And I don't like to see that. But anyway, um a lot of games, a lot of fun here. So let's get things started with uh Buffalo, which is not very fun or very good, but Buffalo, Boston, seven o'clock, DJ, hit us with it. I mean, I I could I do. I, I don't know. You know, I'm going to start here. Let's start with Boston. Let's just start with the team that's not terrible at hockey. Zaka, DeBrusque, Pasternak. Coming up in price a little bit, DeBrusque, not, not crazy. 4,500 has been useful enough. Like, I don't think like, he killed you against Columbus if you played him because Marshan did everything. But the past two games before that, when he was, I, yeah, also with um, Pasternak, he was good enough. Not fantastic, not must have, but not a killer. So I wonder if the 500 increase over the past couple of games um, is is enough, but it, it's probably not. Uh, Pasternak, definitely one of the top plays on the slate. Every single slate, he can break any of them. He's broken multiple. I don't really think I'm going anywhere else. And I just talked about how Marshan's been absolutely on fire. And if you look at his game logs, you know, back-to-back shot bonuses, four goals in the past two, 
So it's also working out for him, but I, I'm I'm not all that interested in stacking Boston. So I don't know what else I'd do. Also, I just want to point out McAvoy's price has gone pretty wild. Uh, he's been good, but 6,800 seems aggressive. Uh, so, so what do you think about Boston? Let's start with a good team. Um, yeah, I mean, the like Boston's numbers are fine. Their underlines, um, which like is kind of kind of a concern because I mean it's not like we're getting discounts on these guys. Uh, no, Marshand is north to seven k. Pasternak is nearly ten thousand. Um, th- there's clearly going to be value options available to us, um, but like I'm not even sure Pasternak is the best play above nine thousand. So um, I- I'm not seeing a ton that I like here. Like, I, I just don't think there's quite enough. Um, like, I just don't think there's quite enough like value on Boston to make things work. If I am playing Boston, I'm probably rolling at least one of Van Riemsdyk and DeBrusque, but like they're each 47 and 4,500. So like, you know, y- yeah, you can get a cheap multi-point game from those two guys with really good roles, but like, uh, their downside is so much to the point where like, yeah, I just don't really think I'm in on Boston here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm not planning on playing it and I'm ready to watch this game and just absolutely punch a hole in the wall when Boston scores his hat trick goal. But um, I, I still think like if you're playing Boston, you're playing DeBrusque. I guess that was like the point I was trying to get to. What about Zaka though? Is it just like, do you think he's, I mean, because the power play, like the whole role in general is enough at 5,500, where if you're going all the way, go all the way, or is are the rates low enough to where you could kind of back off and say he's not necessary? Well, I mean, he's certainly not necessary, but it's a matter of like, is he a worthwhile addition to the line? I think I would rather play Zaka over DeBrusque, like if I had to pick one. Sure. Um there's, I mean, and that's because we are seeing several, several slates where the value at wing is just so plentiful and the value at center is really lacking. Um, and that's partially because most guys that are playing center and aren't very expensive just simply don't have great rates. Um, you know, not all of them, of course, but largely speaking, the guys with rates that will project better are at the wing position. So getting, mm-hmm. you know, a piece that's not a good value um to correlate i think makes more sense at the center spot um you know and zaka creates a little bit of value considering he's top line top power play 5500 in a good matchup but that's you know that's being very very basic about it so i'm generally out here um i am a little bit interested in tage's price at 7300 uh one he's a winger which is kind of nice um we can get we can play four of them if we would like um, but like this is historically a guy who's been 8,000. I mean, he played a bunch in his return. Uh, looked like the offense was rolling through him again. So, like, I would yeah. not be surprised to see 20 minutes here. Um, and again, Boston's just been fine, underlyings wise. Like, their goaltending has been solid, and you should probably expect it to be solid. Um, but you know, at least here, the pricing is such that like you can fit a really good stack with some Buffalo pieces, right? Right. Um, yeah. Tage, Middle, Stad, and Skinner. I don't think it's going to be very popular and I get it against Boston, but I think if they were playing almost anyone else, it would be pretty popular because the offense definitely rolled through these three. Um, You could argue the cousins line is, is there it exists, but you know, this is the line, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, we both played Dylan cousins. Yes. You're on Tuesday. So, uh, Oh yeah. You know, we, we, we know the, the experience. This dude is Dylan, just... Dylan Cousins is cl- the most snake bitten player in the league right now. Um, I mean, it's it okay. Well, at least yeah, from my well, perspective, like, it looks for, like from he's my been snake bitten. It looks like it literally looks like he's getting bitten by a snake while he's playing hockey. He just has no idea what he's doing. Uh, I just don't uh, think I've, I've seen a player triple clutch shots in the slot as much as him as of late. It's yeah. like and then miss the net or something. It's just yeah, like I mean, it's, it's more than that. I mean, again, I, players get in these in these spells all the time. It's not the only one, and uh, yeah, no, uh, but he's special. I, I, um, I just I guess all of this to say, like Tage, and then the other guy I was going to pivot to is Darlene here. I know he's day to day, and like they kind of made it seem like he's questionable, but I guess I expect him to play. Like, are you thinking Darlene as well here, or are you sort of like 
6200 i'm gonna need the cap uh yeah i mean i think that's where my interest lies in buffalo is if darlene misses like darlene if he plays is fine but you know you're saying darlene tage they're gonna be uh 13k like it, it's not that exciting on this slate with so many options to go um but if owen powers on the first power play i could at least be intrigued by that uh, I imagine if Kel McCarr misses again, uh, we're going to see another 40% owned Devontae's, which is just egregious. Um, we'll get yeah. to him, though. Um, so that that would be a nice way to sort of, I think, get a relatively low-owned guy, capture the upside around him, and just hope for his, you know, twice-a-season three-point explosion or something. Um, but if Darlene plays, like, I like Darlene fine, but probably not in this matchup or, you know, this team in general stacking-wise. So uh, move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are going to be awfully slow if we don't move quick here. Um, I, yeah, San Jose, Detroit. Uh, I'm probably going to fully end up fading this game myself. Um, wow. Okay. I was trying to find Patrick Kane. 5,500. That's just a bit too expensive when he's, again, you never know for sure, I guess, but probably on a pitch count. I, I get it. Like Detroit is playing San Jose and obviously you can talk yourself into it without too much of a, an issue. I mean, even though they've won some games, they've given up goals in bunches, but man, these prices are really, really high on Detroit for very odd, like, uh, correlations. And I just think I'm going to hopefully hope that they're, uh, boring, uh, and they don't break me. Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw the Detroit lines, but did we get them confirmed again? Because obviously they go out and they beat Buffalo and Kane wasn't playing. So do we know for sure where Kane is he said he said he would be playing with the brain cat i read i read the okay. retweet that 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 was like all we got which is where he was in practice so it leads me to believe that that will okay. be what it is so uh you know yeah. kane and Debrinket with comfer and larkin with the same two which was raymond and yeah this but so, so this is, got hurt was he on the top uh, line or was it fabry was on the top line yes. fabry and valeno valeno was on the top line with larkin and raymond uh after Fabry got hurt then you mean i'm not positive honestly but that's how at okay. least it finished and Valeno okay. was top i don't power i don't play. think raymond was on the top line to start oh no wait wait what the heck were their power plays <sighs> they're weird to bring it wasn't with Larkin on the power play when they uh, scored i don't think i yeah i don't that's think probably that's... just wrong okay I, i'm guessing the uh, yeah, yeah who knows whatever um in any case, I think the primary point of emphasis for me is just ownership. Like, you know, we have not seen Patrick Kane. Alex Debrinkit is very expensive. However, if this is going to be a spot against San Jose where, you know, the projections are just saying, oh, you know, Debrinkit's fine, but he's going to be 3% owned. Like, yeah, I mean, that's probably fair. But Patrick Kane is 5,500. Patrick Kane could be a 3K player, but he also could be a 65 hundred dollar player like you know it's really hard to know coming off the injuries um i've been you know uh consuming like the patrick kane write-ups and stuff and you know they're talking to like his surgeons and whatnot and you know maybe they're slightly incentivized to to blow things up but they're kind of like yeah like we've never really seen a, a guy like this you know with the uh recovery timeline he's passed every hurdle months ahead of you know normal people and that's because patrick kane is an, ins- an absurd athlete um so i'm pretty much inclined to just throw last year out it was pretty clear he was hurt all year long and two years ago he was over a point of game player on a bad 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 chicago team so like yeah he's older now he's he's got a lot of risks but if he's going to be two three percent owned i'm probably taking the leap myself because we know san jose is bad and we also know san jose is feisty <laughs> um which is a good thing honestly because um that just means they don't get to you know uh sit Patrick Kane down and say, okay, well, you know, you can play next game, grandpa. Thanks for getting us this one. Um, so I'm not really worried about it personally. Um, but you know, I, I don't really have interest in playing in the like ownership here. So, um, you can chase San Jose if you want. I'm really not interested. Eklund still really isn't shooting. Um, if once he starts shooting, then I'm really interested. I think he's really good. Um, and hurdle still remains cheap but it's just not something I can do at this point. So any, uh, any other thoughts? I mean, Zetterland is shooting. I mean, Grandland yeah, too, he's... to an extent, I guess, but like, I, yeah, that feels like it could dry up in a absolute, like now, but 3,900 for Zetterland at least is 
intriguing to me. Like, like I just think like, okay, you needed a slate winning score. I trust him more than anyone else on this team other than hurdle. And I know obviously hurdle just did it. So sure. Good cop out. But I I actually think Zetterlin could, um, you know, continue. He could be a, you know, a goal, five shots, 3,900 player that you could play on their own. I mean, you could maybe even try to convince me to play it with Duclair. Um, and obviously power play one that correlates well with Grandland. And I just, I wonder if it gets a bit forgotten about, I'm not sure if I don't think I'm going to play it, but it's a really cheap, really good upside correlation that I, I I do think will be overlooked on this slate, especially if they go 11 and seven again, which I know I say, and I don't mean because McDonald's not a defenseman DJ, he's a forward, but they don't play that bottom line. So they basically go, um, you know, like six forwards see a, a very big majority of the five on five run. Yeah. I mean, all, all fair points. I, I get this Ederlin thing. I'm just not, I'm just not betting on Mikhail Cranlin to be any good. So like, you know, whatever. He's not betting it's on fine, you to be any good tomorrow. I mean, nor should he you. Told me. He told All me right. you're going to lose the whole slate, but we're going to get over to LA and Montreal now, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, LA, again, profiles as the quote-unquote top team by the expected goals index, and it's really not all that close. Uh, you know, Montreal's been pretty poor defensively, um, and LA's been pretty good offensively. They gave us quite the scare against Columbus, uh, but they pulled it out, you know, 4-3. Um, you know, it's just a matter of finding the right line at the right time. Uh, they're getting quite expensive, I know Phil Deneau scored twice last game, so there there went a lot of the offense uh, that that we have up to offer. But really, my my stance is not changed. Adrian Campy at seventy five hundred is a good play. He's yep. you know like fine. Uh, he's definitely shooting less. Pretty sure I pointed out that he was like a, a monster this year, and then he was like, oh yeah, I should probably stop that. And you know it is what it is. But Quentin Byfield remains forty four hundred. Uh, another four shot performance against Columbus, seventeen minutes time on ice, and top power play billing. Uh, clearly, you know, if I'm playing LA, I'm playing Byfield and uh, building around that. So yeah, same thing yeah. as Tuesday. Yeah, not, not any really thing to add other than it's like Kempe went from pretty egregious rates. Uh, last five, it's 6.2 shot attempts per game. Um, and I mean, number one, the shot attempts were there. <laughs> it's not like he wasn't shooting against Columbus. He had what, four, five missed nets. One of them was a wide open net that I don't know how he missed. The rest of them were like, pretty close to goals like and three were on the power play that he missed the net on by so like it's not like this guy isn't active he isn't involved or whatever like he is the focal point in my opinion of this whole offense um especially on the power play but you could argue that fiala mixes in a bit so i'm going back to the well myself um i i wouldn't despise going to cole caulfield because i think at 7k he's gonna get not only overlooked um, because people just like don't want to attack LA, which I get, but like he's coming down in price. Um, and he hasn't been great. Like he's his rates went from top whatever in the league, pretty. I mean, what over the last five, he has 5.6 attempts per game. And on the season, he's, I mean, much higher. I'll pull it up, but it's just sort of like, yeah, it, the, the production's fallen a bit. He deserves to dip in price. He's back with Suzuki. I think that's enough for me to consider going, uh, just to like a Cole Caulfield as a bring back. Um, and hoping that LA on the road, you know, this many games, maybe they, they don't bring it again to start. Um, I could be convinced. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, the Josh Anderson experiment potentially is over. Um, they only had one power play last game, but Slefkovsky over Anderson on the power play is good to see. Uh, Slefkovsky, Suzuki, and Caulfield uh, rolled together at 5-on-5 five five as well. If I'm playing Caulfield, I'm probably rolling out Slefkovsky because I haven't found much value yet that I'm supremely confident in. Uh, so, you know, I'm certainly going to need it uh, if I'm playing a 7K Caulfield, and I don't really see a, I don't see a, you know, it's a really thin needle, the thread where Caulfield gets, you know, something that wins you the slate with 13 games on it. Yeah. And uh, Slavkovsky does nothing to help you in that effort. So I'm probably just bringing those two together. First um, overall pick. And I know he's been disappointing, but yeah, I, I very much agree. That is, that's a good shout. He was top power play and they beat Seattle and they scored on the power play. So why would that change? Um Okay. I mean, is there any thoughts though on the Monahan Josh Anderson situation? I mean, they did dominate in that game um at five on five, but probably a bit too thin. 
Yeah, no. Uh, Sean Monahan's five on or uh, like offensive production has been almost completely limited to the power play. So like, yeah. LA is just not a spot where I'm looking to target um any sort of overstacking. Okay. Um, well, Toronto, Ottawa. Yes, uh, I'm just checking defenders because I always skip over defense and then I always go, wow, yeah. there's lots of good defensemen here. Uh, but I'm not seeing anything worth calling yeah. out. Okay. I mean, yeah, Matheson is 6,900. I, I just don't know how you do it, honestly, on this uh, 13 game yeah. slate. It's really tough. LA, Dowdy did score in overtime. I mean, you know, that's great. But okay, yeah, we can we can scoot over. Um, Toronto, Ottawa, yeah. it's expensive. Um, I went to the Ottawa too well, and I was almost rewarded, except I took out Tarasenko like a true idiot. Let it out, DJ. Let it no, out. That's all. That's all I got. Uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like quite the uh, bleeding donkey because I'm sitting here going, oh, you yeah, know, Ottawa's numbers aren't going to be this bad forever, right? And look at that. New Jersey or uh, New York's actually kind of sneaky bad their last 10. And, you know, what do you know? Um, they go out and smash. Uh, I came off it frankly because i wanted to play uh chikrin and i couldn't figure out a way to make it work now that was a complete disaster because chikrin played 19 minutes somehow um i i'm quite literally floored by that but chabot's gonna miss again uh eric brandstrom played 18 minutes in that game you know uh two assists clearly not something you should bank on as far as floor is concerned but 2500 guys playing 18 minutes there's not going to be many of those so pointing him out uh, forwards, I think we know where in this game you're going. Uh, it's, you know, <laughs> it's Austin Matthews. It's William Nylander. Hey, they're really expensive. Um, Ottawa, on the Ottawa, Ottawa side, you can chase the Batherson Stutzla, but I honestly think it's Kachuk. Um, just, you know, you're getting so much safety with him and a ton of upside. So just spend a salary on that and find some punts elsewhere. Um yeah, I mean, what are you doing with Toronto here? Like, are you uh, going with Tavares, and I assume it's still Marner, or are you spending up for Matthews Nylander? I, hmm. I you know, it's it's frustrating because I actually really like this spot a lot. It's really, really expensive. Hold on, let me just pull up the Toronto lines again because I'm sure you're right. I'm pretty sure it was Knives, Knives as well. Or let's just hold on. Let me just... Give it a look here. Yeah, it was Nylander, Matthews, Nyes, Marner, Bertuzzi, Tavares. Holy crap. I, I really want to figure out this Toronto one, but it is astronomic. I mean, this is getting towards the Colorado levels, expensive, other than, you know, no Makar. I don't know. I mean, I think it's Matthews, Nylander for sure. I think that's what I, I would just try to figure it out somehow if I was going to play it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, There's not... I don't really have a ton else to add to this conversation. I think we know the drill with uh with Toronto guys. They're all very good. Um Ottawa is uh they're Ottawa, so they can fall apart in any game um without a problem. So, you know, yeah. that's I mean um, is there any interest in cheap Toronto defensemen? You know, Klingberg out for the year, Riley Brody, Waggison McCabe, Benoit Timmins. It just kind of feels like, man, that's a lot of garbage that that uh they're going to be doling out there and is anyone going to see the run there's anyone worth mentioning in that mix other than you know obviously Riley top power play but everyone else is 3300 or less yeah not really um i mean Jake is McCabe it just is Brandstrom's a better play than all of them is that sort of why or is there they're all I mean, it's, bad or it's not that I don't I don't know that he's like a quote unquote better play, but like it, it is just very hard for me to see a world where one of these is a guy you need. Um Ottawa's not a team that gets a ton of block shots historically. Like Brady Kachuk shoots all the time, but that's because he's four feet away from the goalie, not because he's shooting from 80 feet away. Um so like we don't typically see uh, like when I run the numbers every so often, I never see Ottawa toward the top of the list. And, you know, it, it's just like, oh, wow, Jake McCabe. Like, OK, just <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Go do something else with your time, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it feels like I, I think that's kind of like the point I was getting to is like it feels like McCabe's the answer and it's a bad and, answer. So re-roll. 
Yeah, and like you know, Connor Timmons is going to be power play too. But like this team doesn't use a power play too. Like mm-hmm. very clearly, they're playing eighty percent, you know, top units. So it's not really as important as it is of other teams. So I'm down to just move on. Yep. Okay. Um, Columbus and the Islanders, as I mentioned from the beginning, uh, the Islanders have just. You know what amazes me is I still see people being like this stupid Islanders team. They're so boring. It's costing them, and I'm like. That's not the problem. Like, I, like this is still a fun. Like, I, I feel like this game probably is, is going to get completely overlooked. No one is even going to consider. Uh, like, maybe the Islanders, Islanders won't get completely overlooked, but I, I don't think this game is all that bad. Like on both sides. Um, do you want to start with the Islanders? Then go over kind of last game and maybe mention how i mean the barzell horvat lee line got pretty caved in that they were the matchup against hurdle it looked like for most of the game until that that didn't work and they, they tried to change it but i could go back to it myself like it does seem like that's yeah no, still where the offense is going through yeah there's a lot of value in this game um not really much has changed since uh since we broke down the tuesday slate for both of these teams honestly so like um i I think I would just go back to the same Barzell line, you know, just play that, um, maybe mix in Noah Dobson and just sort of move on. Um, the Islanders aren't that interesting. Like they're in a very good matchup. Again, I think Columbus absolutely stinks. Um, and uh, both these teams profile within the top uh, half of the slate, as far as like the mm-hmm. underlings, uh, Boakfist is out. So, you know, uh, <laughs> He wasn't the best defensively, but, you know, theoretically, there's going to be a guy playing more minutes uh, on the blue line. Who knows who that is? Um, but, you know, there, there's some value around this game. There's there's some good stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah. Anything for the Islanders stand out to you or is it just Barzell? Yeah. And Lee, like I say, I mean, I understand Brock Nelson in, in some capacity, like you could convince me of it, but. I, I like the other line so much more and Brock Nelson is not a value in my opinion at 6,200, like at least priced efficiently, if not a shade high. Um, but going through Dobson yeah. seems good. But on the other side, it's like, I'm also going through Orensky. Uh, his partner was Boakvist before. So keep an eye on who ends up slotting in with him. Um, they gave their top four defensemen all of the minutes against LA and Provorov got <laughs> caved in, of course, because he's bad. Wierenski was like good because he's good. And I think that they're still trying for sure. So Wierenski's going to see a metric ton of ice time. Like I think he's sort of going to start to get to that old Shabbat type level of like 30 minutes a game. Um, I, I really think that's incoming for him. So I think if you're going yeah. through Columbus, it's just obviously him. And then I struggle with what to do from there. Um, their top yeah, power play. Okay. Yeah, go. We've we've got a we've got a real fun game of figuring out what the hell uh, is going on in, yep. in Columbus. But yes. honestly, this is the first time I've kind of been excited to play this game. So uh, advance rip to me listening back to this. Um, but basically, uh, Patrick Liney was out due to illness. Um, so that was kind of a surprise. Uh, they had practiced power plays in the morning with Liney in. And then uh, when he missed, it was expected that Gaudreau, who was on the second unit playing the exact same left half wall that Line sits on, that Gaudreau would just slide up there because, you know, that's that's their standard top power play. Uh, Jenner, uh, Fantilli, and then, you know, the replacement, and then Wierenski and Provorov. Provorov being like the trigger man on the right side and Wierenski manning the middle. So that was how they were going to set up, I thought. And then the game happens, and they only get one power play opportunity, but they roll out onto the ice. Johnny Gaudreau with Voronkov, Bogfist, Chinikov, and Marchenko. Uh, Chinikov, Voronkov, Marchenko are a 5-on-5 correlated line. Um, They all played at least 15 minutes in this game. Um, and I mean, Marchenko is definitely a good player. Chinikov has some, uh, you know, good fantasy of player. Chinikov has some, uh, pedigree and Voronkov has been awesome. I mean, he was a staple on the Fantilli Marchenko line. That was like their only producing line. So somehow this season, Marchenko is like <laughs> their main producer, um, which is kind of sad, but like, it's just goes to show the situation this team is in, in this matchup though. If you're telling me that, you know, even setting aside the fact that maybe this all gets screwed up because the power play Bokefist is gone and like, you know, is it going to be 
uh, Provorov and Renski on one unit and someone else on the other unit. Like, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird to think that would happen. But if a power play unit has Johnny Gaudreau on it, you got to think those guys are a good stack at whatever it is, 9K, 10K with uh, Marchenko's price tag. So I don't know. I, I got to say this matchup has me pretty intrigued. Um, I may be going to the Columbus well and just drowning myself, um, you know, just, just before the late game start, just I'm done dead. Uh, Gina sounds... eight minutes and we go home. That sounds like a post metal song going to Columbus and drowning myself in the well. That is just like that. There's yeah. definitely a Midwestern emo band that has made at least, at least consider that as a title. Um, I have nothing more to add to it. I, I agree. I just agree. It's a good punt. There's a few lines that are good punts and Columbus has maybe the best ones. So we'll keep that in mind moving forward and get to another game. I really do like in Tampa and Nashville, Tampa on a back-to-back. Uh, the issue is this game is incredibly expensive and both teams are probably reaching the tipping point as far as how expensive can they get um kucherov stamkos and point uh it's early one period down in the pittsburgh tampa game right now but tampa is just stomping them so it does seem like this tampa defensive stuff that matt you were like i gotta i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait you may have been right eventually (laughs) eventually it seems like they figured it out um it may have just been missing Sorelli and then a couple of some others, like we mentioned, defensemen kind of playing through injuries. And now they're kind of back on, on point. So I do understand that side of things. And I do understand the back-to-back. But this game still does profile pretty well from an underlying numbers point of view. And Nashville is just kind of, like I said, they're, on one end, they're not they're, – they're giving up defensively and they're producing on this top line. Is there enough here at these incredibly high prices to make you jump? Or is this maybe a stay away, hope the back-to-back Tampa team is slow enough and also good enough defensively that this game can stay out of the mix? I'm not interested in Nashville here. Um, And it's I like Nashville generally at home, and their numbers do look pretty decent. But what just... Like I've been sort of clicking on Ryan O'Reilly when I'm playing Nashville because again, center is really hard to fill. Um, I've been clicking on Colton Sissons, and I'm not sure with these with the four or thirteen games that there's so few options that I'd feel resigned to doing that. And that's basically the long and short of it. I think Forsberg is is fine at 8100, but not a must-have. And I think uh, you know uh, Mike West is, is also good. Um, but it doesn't excite me at all. I should say. Okay. No, I think that's very but... fair. And, um, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm fine. If you, if, if you make a lineup and you fade this game, totally get it. If you make a lineup and you play all of Tampa one, I would be completely understanding. I kind of agree though. I, I might just be out on this, the, the peak right yeah. now. And I know Nyquist is a value, right. but the peak of uh, Nashville here in this spot, uh, we could move right on unless if there's anything else to get this moving. Kutrov is great. Uh, yep. At some point, I'm going to do a breakdown of how historically good his season has been to this point for fantasy. But uh, I mean, in real when life, you, too, when, you, when are you fixing the Sabres? Uh, they're unfixable. Uh, well, actually, they, they traded for Eric Robinson. That's what I would have said. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I thought you were going to say that. Okay. Dallas at Washington. I am not probably playing this game. Not going to take me too long to get through. Um, really not that interested in, in any of it. Like playing, it, it's weird to say playing Dallas Roulette because they've been so historically one line and pretty dimensionally through that one line and it's cheap. And I get that's probably the spot you want to go here if you're going to go this way. I don't know if I'm ready to completely write off the Capitals as far as like not being good defensively. I don't know if I want to play Dallas. I mean, not only is it a back-to-back, but it's a th- three and four day type situation. And that might make me think, okay, like maybe Washington then, right? This is kind of like a schedule loss type game for or for Dallas on the road. I, I, it doesn't really excite me that much. Like I get OV Wilson. I get why you could consider that. So with Dylan Strom, it's all correlated. It's nice. I don't think it's winning the slate against Dallas to be, to just be entirely honest. So yeah, I mean, it's absolutely insane to uh, look at the list of last 10 games expected fantasy points and get to Joe Pavelski, Mira Heiskanen, Mason Marchment, Wyatt Johnston, Jamie Ben, Matt Duchesne, Jason Robertson. I mean, it's just yeah. 
it's beyond ridiculous. There's exactly one name that I want to play in this game, and that's Thomas Harley. Uh, 3,400. Yep. He uh, basically is the main benefactor of them scratching slash maybe trading Niels Lundqvist, and I just want to jump on that before he gets priced like the 4K, 4,500, maybe even 5K defenseman that I believe he is. Um, I think he's basically John Klingberg 2.0. Um, you know, the good John Klingberg, not current John Klingberg. And uh, yeah, Heiskanen's there to cap his ceiling, but he's shown uh, really good offensive involvement and he's playing with the depth in Dallas. And guess what? The top line's awful. So, you know, like for fantasy, why not take the guy who's playing with the fun players and doing stuff and getting points and, you know, now should play 20 plus minutes and power play time. Um, I That's mostly a prospect take. I love Thomas Harley as a prospect, but I'm looking to buy on that early. Um, over these, you know, block shot hooligan defensemen, but that's always been my MO on, uh, Perfect. on drafting that, that, here. That is a good point. I agree. And I can move on because, like I said, I'm just not really interested in this game uh, to a game that I I could be convinced on. Uh, Anaheim and Chicago. You don't have to be a cup contender to win a slate, as we learned with San, San Jose uh, on Tuesday. Here we see two teams that, are reaching maybe a lows uh, in many respects, like as far as the pricing of players, like Bedard back under 7K again is is fun. Um, Anaheim, I don't really respect defensively. And while the Bedard line didn't get there, he is you know, seeing 20 minutes plus and around that range at least. And definitely that's where the offense comes from. Um, Bavillier, 3,500. Yes, yeah, a small boost after being not productive, but we're expecting top line, top power play. So on the Chicago side, it doesn't seem too difficult. And then Seth Jones at 4,700. I mean, we said it last time. Uh, it happened almost all the way. Like two assists just didn't hit either bonus. Like eventually it's going to come together. And 4,700, he probably paid off or at least was close enough at 15.6. But there's an explosion game coming. So I'm not I'm, I'm not out on the Chicago side of things. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... I mean, clearly where I want to go is Bedard and Bavillier. Um, Bedard has been fine, and Bavillier has uh, somehow six six and a half shot attempts in uh, the two games that he suits played with his team so far, and he has uh, where is it? He has 0.9 expected goals in two games yeah. somehow. Like I, I don't know. Maybe he's shooting from inside the goalie. Uh, I haven't watched, so I don't really know what's been going on. Um, but that leads him to a 10.2 expected fantasy point output per game over those two games. And he's had 5.8 total in two games, you know, 2.9 per game. So like uh, early returns actually look kind of good. Um, Bedard, Bavillier, Seth Jones is very cheap. Um, you know, it's just a matter of prioritization. Is that the stack I want to prioritize here? Um, and I'll definitely dig around and see if uh, if there's a bit more insight as to like, oh, Bavillier, you know, we're going to keep playing him 17, 18 minutes um, or if he's just going to get the Nick Foligno treatment where they're just going to try a new guy, you know, oh, you know, now is the time to fix Lucas Reichel or whatever, because uh, there's lots of chatter around this team. And, you know, like like you said, not much of it's positive at the moment, um, but, you know, maybe this is uh uh, I don't know, the start of something for Bavillier. Um, yeah, Anaheim, no thanks. Mason McTavish is out. Um, they were, I mean, surprisingly feisty against uh, Colorado um, without him, but I don't know. I, I just, their prices are still too high for me to is really there, consider seriously. Is there a world where you consider Cam Fowler? Uh Twenty-seven minutes. He because played more. the minutes, yeah. It's really. If, I mean, thirty-seven like, hundred. Honestly, thirty-eight hundred. Sorry. If you like, I, I would find the four hundred for Drew Doughty. Like he's in the best yeah. possible matchup, I think. Um, and plays, you know, and he's four hundred more. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it's not too difficult to to see that. I mean, it's a cheap team. I I wonder if anyone's going to go to the Vetrano well and see if they can't catch a catch a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, that's, it's a little expensive, but yeah, I just, I I don't understand what happened because like I saw the, the, uh, whoever was scratched, um, and 
I was like, oh, uh, Silverberg with Stroman Vetrano. Like, oh, and then Silverberg played 12 minutes. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, Vetrano is too expensive. And if I can't stack around him, like, well, what the hell yeah. am I doing? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, we don't need to get into the, you know, all, all the all the stuff. But I, I just I don't I don't get it. Maybe Toronto just seems like a good player in every category. I mean, whatever. Um, but yeah, we can move over to uh, another game that again I, I have interest here, like Philly and Arizona. I almost wonder if we're going to reach the uh, people actually not playing against Arizona, like people just not doing it. And I want to catch Tyson Forrester on the, on the upswing. He is turning into, I mean, three goals in three games. I, I get it. You know, I was kind of, well, we banged the, I think we both kind of banged the drum a little bit for this guy. I know I was sort of like, no, I think this is a, like a prospect that actually might be a, a good rates guy or whatever. And like the minutes are there. The role is there. He's playing with Katerier and um, Konechny. I could really see myself taking a look at Konechny Forrester and like, if I squint hard enough, I might even look at the defenseman that goes with them the best, but it might be a bit pricey for me to actually click on Cam York at 4,100, but the blocks bonus potential is there. Um, the shots are maybe it's not the ugliest play in the world, but I, I kind of think like, is anyone going to like, are, like are people afraid to play against Arizona, like play the line lineups against Arizona right now because of how good the gold has been? I don't, I mean, I have not consulted the uh, ownership reports on the last six consecutive slates or whatever that Arizona's been on, where clearly, uh, you know, they've been goaling their way to some DFS, uh, or I guess some on-ice success. Um, but for DFS, I, I have to imagine Forster is going to continue to be among the highest owned plays below 4K. He's been there each of the last two slates um, and has been productive. So I find it hard to believe that the, uh, you know, that the Arizona uh, being slight favorites is really going to change much because they were slight underdogs against Pittsburgh both times and he garnered a lot of ownership too. So um, I think this is one where I'm pretty worried about steam on Forrester. Um, you know, if I'm playing him, I'm stacking him with Konechny and Couturier and honestly, probably even Cam York. Um, and again, it's it's not because I think those are great plays, but because I think they're good enough plays and they're cheap enough to the point where I can play pretty much whatever I want alongside them. So if I'm going to bet on like the cheap chalk um, that is directly correlated to those guys, you know, he's not getting away from them at five on five or on the power play. Uh, I think I'd rather do it through their teammates and just hope that they get enough on this huge slate to just push me across. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think yeah, honestly Kateri is probably totally justifiable too. I sort of was like, man, maybe but no, he's, yeah, he's I mean, been good. He actually been pretty thirty seven shots in ten games. Yeah, he is yeah, making yeah. me eat my eat my words for sure. He he is right. I, I feel like every time I think he's out, he comes right back in. Arizona, I'm not gonna play, but do you have any thoughts here? Um I mean, with no Dersey, it's kind of like, okay, is it Valimaki season again? Twenty seven hundred? I don't know, maybe, but Dumbo. Um, I, I think Dumba's, I don't think Dumba's happening, honestly, because I mean, uh, Moser, Moser's been like their number one, uh, beyond Dursey, but you know, who knows if they see him as like the Dursey replacement. And I think Valimaki is just going to be that guy for them. Uh, if we get confirmation that Dumba's like top power play, whatever, like sure. But, um, I would rather know for sure. Then b- before clicking on any of these guys, so last game and, that, and that's was because Dumba on the top power play when he got yeah. hurt. Yeah, that, that's why I said it. It was Schmaltz okay. Keller, and then they scored twice on the power play. Just I guess I, I would be a little bit surprised Good. if it wasn't Dumba myself. But again, I don't really know. And Valamaki played the five on five. Like like my I was I almost played Valamaki. I, I played like one lineup on this slate, and I was like, ooh, eh, but is he going to see the run? Kind of fifteen minutes. 14 and then he's back to the kind of five on five stuff and the power play too. So maybe they're easing him in and maybe it didn't really matter. Like that, that was successful on the power play. Like maybe that like they're going to, so keep an eye out for it for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, I see it. Got in, a lot of run. Yeah. So I see I, it in I, the charts. Um, oddly enough, the two, I mean, two of the three power plays that they had after Jersey got hurt, the second unit led things off. Um, that's a little strange. Uh, and Logan Cooley is just, I mean, he's been 
pretty poor. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, last game obviously scores on the power play, but I mean, there was chatter of like, oh, like, you know, should he have left college? <laughs> like, um, yeah. you know, and it's Arizona discourse, so it's not fully fledged or anything, but like I did see rumblings of that and like, you know, beat writers asking him and and everything else. And so, you know, I worry a little bit about that top line's price and just like, oh, you oh know, yeah, I'm playing if I'm betting on Dumbo, like, yeah, I'm probably betting on those guys and I don't know. I like Matt Dumba, but I'll need to look more into it if, if he's sure. actually like viable. All right. I All think right. we're going to reach the stretch of games that aren't very fun. Um, Carolina on a back-to-back against Calgary. Could you like, could you even conceive of a situation where you're stacking in this game? Uh, I'm just going to say no. Uh, we Perfect. have not seen Carolina play Calgary or uh, Edmonton yet on Wednesday night, but even at these prices, like I'm just not uh, not overly <laughs> interested. The uh, Svechnikov hat trick from last year stands out in my mind. Uh, he went into Edmonton and uh, crushed them. So I don't know, fifty two hundred, maybe maybe that's the sort of one off play I could get behind. But he was back in the top stacks. six. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. I, there's something clearly just not a hundred percent right with him, and I keep thinking now it's back on. Yeah, it's it's because now. he tore and his ACL eight months ago. <laughs> you're right. I, 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 I'm, there's no argument on my end. Like I know you're yeah. saying a fact here right now. I but I, I definitely want to be in on him at the right moment. And you might be right. It, I didn't play a lineup on Wednesday, and maybe it should have been Wednesday. But there's going to be a moment where we're like, oh yeah, that that guy that we thought could maybe be a 50 goal scorer in this league is uh, shooting a ton and scoring again. Amazing. So. I don't think I'm going to do it here. And uh, on the flame side, I just a back-to-back Carolina team. I mean, I can't imagine a, a worse hell than like playing Jonathan Huberto against a back-to-back Carolina team. Yeah. I think that, um, that is the going into the well in Columbus and dying of, uh, of playing. Dustin. Player. Yeah. Dustin Wolf is probably going to be like 24% owned <laughs> on a 13 game slate. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, honestly, maybe that's a better reason to just play a one-off Svechnikov or something. Um, but I have to imagine the field is going to be licking their chops to get some uh, goalies, uh, you know, cheap goalie, uh, Wolf, pros- again, assuming he plays. I mean, Vladar got pulled that, against Minnesota. So yeah, I think that um, was the beat reporters kind of made it seem like that was a fact, but I don't know for sure. Like he okay. was in the starters crease or whatever. So project. Okay. Um, yeah, nothing on anyway, the flame side of things. We can move over to Winnipeg and Colorado. And there really just isn't much to say here because we just don't know. Um, again, Makar could be if it could be an option. Well, I think if he's an option, he should be playing, but not saying he's playing and he's an op- it doesn't feel good. Um, a bit of a mess. And what did Colorado do last game? They put everything in a blender and just spewed out whatever the hell their lineup was. Um, it, it worked, I guess. They barely yeah, beat I mean, Anaheim, but Nachushkin was a surprise scratch, which um, yeah. I think he'll play again here. So I would honestly not be surprised to just see them roll their normal lines. Um, but I mean, we'll see. Do we? Do we? I didn't actually look. Do we have uh, the not Ol Olafson, but oh, like there's two guys: Olafson and Olafson. The Afson. Yes. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, Oscar. You know. Oscar yeah. Olison uh, played 11 Olesen. and a half minutes. Uh, he played on Rico Ranton's line at five on five, two shots, two blocks, 5.6, yeah. whatever. Um, he wasn't on that slate was my point. And now he's here at 2,700. Yes. So yeah, that was the important note. Two shot attempts. Um, so, you know, nothing crazy there, but as a, as a prospect, he is pretty decent. Um, I think this is only really a late slate consideration, but in the oh, yeah. AHL last year, he was uh, above average as far as his point production and his shot production. And he was among the younger players. I mean, he was 20. Uh, yeah, he was 20 when the season started last year. So like, um, you know, former first rounder, yada, yada. Um, yeah. I like last... him, but okay. not, not on the main slate for sure. Yeah, last note here is if Nardushkin does miss, I mean, we've seen some players miss multiple games with sicknesses. It was Ross Colton on the power play. I know he didn't do anything in his 20 minutes in power play one role. Um, it was also Druen. So it was Taves, yeah. Colton, Druen, McKinnon, Rantanen, in case you were, I guess, wondering the whole unit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just wanted to mention, like, the Colton, Rantanen, Col- yeah, Ross Colton, Rantanen thing, but yeah. pretty thin. Hey, uh, just, how's that um, Ryan Johansson experiment going? Yikes. 
it was going well and then it stopped going well. <laughs> I feel like people were ready to be like, oh, the signing of the offseason, Ryan Johansson, and then uh, he disappeared. Yeah. yeah, it turns out when you score uh, nine goals on 40 shots, that'll have actually probably like 30 shots at this point. That'll happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, one assist, LOL. I mean, how oh, well. it seems impossible for him. But all right, uh, Winnipeg, Shifley, Connor, Ehlers, um, you know, just hold down the football. DJ's running up. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, 19 and a half last game for Nick Ehlers here. Yeah, it, it just, you know, don't, it, don't. yeah. Uh, Gabe Velarde is pretty interesting to me. 3,800. I mean, he's going down in price, still on the top power play. He played in the top six. Uh, see where he slots in. Uh, Nemesnikov uh, is with the team, so we're not expecting him to play. But uh, if he doesn't, mm-hmm. that should mean uh, Velarde centering that second line, yep. which I'm, I'm just, know. yep, 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 yep. I'm not going to even say a word. I, Ehlers is the best player right. not on the top power play, and let's move on. All right, we are sludging through here. Uh, Minnesota-Vancouver. Vancouver playing in the Hughes Bowl was a lot of fun. Uh, that game, mm-hmm. I think that was largely uh, just – I don't even know what to make of that. I don't think this can game I, will be similar, though, honestly. Can I complain for one second about the Hughes Bowl? Just one thing. I have one thing. How sure. is that the game that's on NHL Network? I, I just – okay, that's I mean, it. Yeah, that's like, exactly why, though. Un- you know, whatever. Unbelievable. Like, just it's like the only cable. channel I cannot get without doing something illegal. I, yeah. I just, okay, okay. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I, I understand really why bully. people complain, but like, I, I'm just at the, you know, I'm just like, I'm going to have cable so I don't run into this shit. Yeah, um, no, you're, but, you are Matt you know, too that, rich, and I get I'm, it, but I mean, I'm committed. Plebes. I'm just more committed to watching hockey than everyone else. Hundred uh, yeah. percent. Matt Boldy is on an absolute run uh, of games playing under 15 minutes. Uh, the time on ice has not gone up, but he started scoring goals. Uh, we talked about how his regression was inbound, and uh, unfortunately, it hit while he was just not playing, which I, I don't understand. But you know, power play is obviously going to be there for him. Um, he's still too expensive for me. I think I would prefer Kaprizov, Rossi, Spurgeon stuff if I'm stacking Minnesota side. Um, just take Spurgeon for the 515 and power play stuff that he does. And then obviously Rossi, 515, and Kaprizov just does everything. Um, he he looked a bit better against the, the Flames. So um, I don't know. That's, that's not really a strong take, though. Uh, anything, uh, Brock Besser. I mean, is he just going to continue to produce and we're just not going to play him because we're stubborn? Yes, that is exactly okay. what's going to happen. Uh, Thank you for reminding did, me. He does feel too cheap at 7,100 TBH. So, so. Uh, so yeah, and uh, I guess while we're on that vein, he started the game with Kuzbenko. It was Besser, Miller, Kuzbenko. Uh, Kuzbenko, while with that line, gave up three goals against and had 0-4. And then they moved Doglander up there. And it worked. Um, so it, I have to assume it's going to be Niels Hoglander up with Besser and Miller, and that definitely worked in spades. Kuzmenko held down his top power play role regardless. Um, did he score on the power? No, it was still it was Miller on the power play. But, I, I mean, yeah, if you get 2,900 so, Niels Hoglander, who's good at hockey, um, with that yeah. line, I, 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 I'm I not going to say no. Yeah, no, I, and, you know, the the Hoglander thing is interesting. I, I like it. If he's playing with Besser, I'll definitely consider the line stack, um, but sure. it's not something I'm you know, uh, doing jumping jacks about or anything like that. Cause Minnesota is, you know, they're still kind of a boring team. Like they've, they've given up goals, but it's not yeah. because they've been that bad defensively. Um, you know, at least based on the fancy stats, I'm not, I, yeah, you, I, uh, I could see, I could, da- I could see a, a 0% Minnesota goalie winning this stupid slate because their goaltending has been <laughs> atrocious, but it just shouldn't be. I mean, they won any three in a row wins. And, yeah. As it, and has lately it done it yet, it's been, though? It was their PK that was really destroying them. So, like, their five-on-five yeah. five stuff still looks good, which, you know, maybe is not the best idea when you're going against Vancouver. But, hey, uh, I'm not here to talk about goalie look versus power play matchups. Yeah, look up the scouting the refs. Who gives the least penalties? If it's in that game, boom, sure. done deal. Okay, yeah, we can move on. That was All right. the dumbest thing I've said this podcast, and I've said a lot of stupid shit. So why don't we get over New to Jersey. New Jersey and Seattle? Final game. All right. Uh, Jack Hughes. All right, yeah, that, that's that'll, that'll be the slip. Thank you for listening. Uh, got it. You can follow us. Um, uh, use our partner. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone so, got cheaper, by the way. I just want to say everyone in New Jersey got cheaper. I think even Jack Hughes, right? I mean, wasn't he more than 
No, he went 100 up, 100 up, and everyone else got cheaper around him, including Kishir right. now below 5K. I didn't check the 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 Simon Nemich thing. Did you see his ownership at all, or no? No, I don't okay. really want to even try to figure that out right now. Uh, yeah. That's... So yeah, Nemec was playing with Siegenthaler, and they are dominating most of the five on five run. Um, Luke Hughes only played 16 minutes, and I know that's getting overshadowed by his power play goal for sure. But they just seemingly okay. don't trust him very much defensively. I get it. He's he's a rookie, you know. Him and Colin Miller. Once that went back to yeah. the, you know, I kind of decided I'm out, which did not work on uh, Tuesday. But I I do think that he'll continue to garner ownership at the you know, hundred more than Nemec, and both of them kind of feel thin to me in general. Like I think you could just throw New Jersey defensemen out and play other defensemen. Um, and probably get everything through Jack Hughes. And also, I'll just say it, I don't have any problem playing Nico Hishi or Jesper Bratt. Like, Palat's there as well. He's not a major factor, but I still think he can play hockey. So I'm not disinterested in just playing Bratt and Hishi. Yeah, Seattle's back to their slow ways. I I don't see myself chasing a Bratt shot bonus. That just sounds bad. Um, That's fair. You said we had new Seattle lines. Um, yeah. Any anything particularly interesting there before we get the top stacks guaranteed goals? So the first note here is keep an eye out because I don't think they officially confirmed that Burakovsky was back, and it still says IR. But he he was with McCann and Wenberg at five on five. Still Tolvanen, Gord, Bjorkstrand, and then it was Cartier, Beniers, and Eberle. So really, it's just if Bjorkstrand's back. I at least think that's of note, especially because I think McCann is, is interesting here. Um, yeah, no, and, but... and yeah, Burra's 3,300, so sure. that's why you would do it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not interested in this game. I no, yeah. I feel like right. people will somewhat chase Hughes, and Seattle's just been a team that really nothing happens all game, um, and their prices are getting much higher. Tolvanen has gone from 41, 3,700 in recent weeks up to 4,800 now. Just like, you know, that slow creep. No, thank you. All right. Top stacks, right. guaranteed goals. Um, do you have anything you're ready yeah, to I, I was prepared because I mentioned the, uh, you know, I mentioned the three guys that maybe no one really knew much about on Columbus. The stack of uh, Kirill Marchenko, Dmitry Vronkov, and uh, Igor Chinikov. Um, in the KHL, uh, their most recent season, sort of below the NHL, uh, Chinikov was in 2021. He was uh, 1.6 times the the league average there for his age group, and 2.1 times the points. I mean, just incredible stuff. I uh, was really good um, at age 21. Comes over, you know, I think he's pretty good still. Marchenko has obviously been productive in the NHL. Uh, he was even better in the KHL in uh or sorry in the AHL last year. Um, like really, really good stuff there too. And Dmitry Voronkov was in the KHL last year and was almost as good as Chinikov was, uh, just based on sort of some indexing. But basically, all three dudes profile really well based on their juniors stuff. You know, not juniors, but KHL, you know, non-NHL stuff, and they're correlated apparently they're going to be power play correlated too and i think that game is maybe the most fun game of them all so give me that and uh you take yours yeah i i absolutely love that um really really sharp and i think you could play it with a lot of different stuff like for example something a little bit more expensive in toronto one i think i'm honestly going to try to figure it out with matthews okay. and nylander after after further review i kind of started a little bit soft on that and then i was like I think this actually is pretty good. I wonder if ownership is going to follow at all. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, am I throwing Nyes in there? Am I throwing Riley in there? I, I don't know at this current time. I definitely think Nyes makes sense because if Matthews is breaking the slate, like Nyes can definitely come along. Yeah, I might I, just do the whole thing. My, okay. Nyes, Newlander. Because you can afford it. I, I feel like I, the reason I didn't like it because I was like, am I going to find anything comfortable? And it just, yeah, you can. And there's a lot out there for it. All right. Uh, I will go with the, um, hmm. I will hmm. take on eh, Chicago, whatever. Bedard, yep. Bavillier, yep, yep. Seth Jones. There's just too much value there. Um, I really like that. So um, just give me two value stacks. 
Yeah, uh, I will do Katerie Forrester, Forrester and York, and and uh, but the obvious caveat that connecting as well. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think I can actually afford it without with, with my Toronto. Um, yeah. entirely, maybe a minimum. Let me just check minimum salary defenseman. Uh, unless there's a 6,700 goalie, which I don't think is true. So you'd have to make a couple concessions somewhere, but yeah, it's, it's doable. Uh, and, and I like that kind of a construction to start. All right. Uh, guaranteed goals. Uh, give me Tage 7,300. He's scoring against this Boston team. Page against the machine. I do respect it. Definitely a guy that should be getting right back on track. Um, I will take Winton Byfield. Yeah, you didn't take Byfield last time. I do not. I, I will. I will take Byfield. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think Kempe as well. But it really did seem like that that line was just was pretty good, and they just weren't getting rewarded. Okay, so I will go to that. And uh, that leaves me just enough salary for Mr. Tyson Forster. Um, you know, like the player, like the role. Um, good matchup. So. I'm all for it. Forster and Tage. I have what? 6,600. 6,600 will afford me as I look at multiple sheets at once. Um, look at pricing and pick a name. Pick a name, any name. I'll go Matt Barzal. Yeah, I'll go Matt Barzal. He, he actually is shooting. I And I, yeah. I knew this, and I, I didn't know this, but I feel like as I watched, it seemed even more and more yeah. prevalent that like, they're trying to set up Horvat, but when it doesn't work, Barcel's just skating himself in, into very good situations. So uh, yep. Tage and Forrester, Barzal, and Byfield. Wow. I think we actually picked four good ones today. Who knew? This this is good. I mean, last night I felt really good too, and I think we went one for four, if yeah. I recall correctly. I mean, Bedard right. scored in a shootout, Matt, so I, I, oh, one in okay, that half, okay. one in that okay. half for four. I see. All right. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at Morning Skate Pod. If you went in on the Discord, uh, that is uh, able. You can DM us, get in there. Uh, huge thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings for uh, well, DraftKings for sponsoring the show and the Hockey Podcast Network for getting us set up. Um, and I'm at Fake Moods. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell ninety four. DJ, anything else before we go? No, just a. Uh... Good luck on the slate. Get in the, the Discord's always bumping. Um, and I think, yeah, I'll probably do something tomorrow. Uh, and I and I lied on Twitter. I thought there were zero NBA basketball games. There are two semifinal games that I, I lied. So there's the slates they crash, of course, for DraftKings for hockey yeah. because of it. Yeah. But regardless, you, I, I think I'm gonna do something. You are a liar, but all right, uh sounds good. Um best of luck on Thursday night, everybody. So from Doug. From DJ, from myself. Have a good slate, everybody, and we will see you.